Welcome to Keep It 100 Podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Join us in this space where we take on real issues with real insight and a real inspiration. This podcast is for those not looking for temporary relief to change circumstance, but revelation to forever change lives. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Keep It 100 with Sean and Krista Smith. Hey everybody, welcome back. Hey, we're so excited to talk about today's topic of kingdom creativity because I tell you what, being a creative person, this subject gets me really, really excited. Uh, But since we've been with you last, we've actually had really some cool assignments. We have. We did three straight ministry network conferences, which for some of you that may not understand the lingo, uh, they're district councils for a Pentecostal denomination. And so I did one that was for the state of Washington, and it was actually in Quarter Lane, Idaho. And then we went to Minnesota, and then we went to Alaska. And I'll just jump in, Krista. Uh, when I went up and brought a good friend of mine, and we went up to uh, Quarter Lane, Idaho, it was just really powerful as the pastors of the Northwest. And they were there seemed like there were a good 800 to 1,000 pastors that represent all these different churches. So you're ministering to leaders. And it was so awesome. They sovereignly on their own came and fell at the altar before the Lord. It was just a mighty time we had before God. There were healings. I've gotten some words back on that. But it was just this thing of us all saying together that we want to tap back into the power of the Holy Ghost uh, that the whole COVID thing was about delivering us from programs and getting us back to presence. Ooh, it, it really was powerful. And you went to Washington, Idaho um, with Mark, who's actually going to be on this episode, which is awesome. Um, and I was able to be a part of the Minnesota and the Alaska one. And it was just, it was incredible. Like you said, the hunger in the room was just tangible. And what God did was really, really special. I would say both places where I was obviously in Minnesota and Alaska, uh, we had leaders really saw respond to the altars, like you're saying. And I just see such a new hunger in pastors and leaders across the board. And I see God bringing all of us kind of back to our roots, our first love, just almost recalibrating us to God's heart once again, where maybe we've gotten a bit off track, uh, maybe partnered with a bit of fear from the last season, a little bit of PTSD from everything uh, many church leaders have gone through. People are getting healed, uh, re-envisioned, full of hope. And that's just pretty exciting because I just feel like we're sovereignly watching the hunger in people uh, really move things in the spirit and things that I believe we've been praying for for years. So to be a part of that in a small way, I always find it such a privilege that we get to go speak at these places and uh, we get to connect with leaders because that just always feels like such an honor. And then it was really fun because we were in Alaska and we met a Keep 100 tribe person, Mr. Terry. Uh, he was awesome. He's like, hey, I'm a part of the Keep 100 tribe. I thought that was so cool. That is cool to think someone's in Alaska. Yeah. listening to our podcast. That was super fun. Yeah. And again, and we're in Alaska, although it was cold, the fire of God Ooh, fell. Yes. And there was a good 400 maybe ministers there and leaders. And they just leaned into the Lord. Yeah, they did. And just embraced. And you did such a great job. Oh, and you the did power too, baby. of God. And there was so much prophetic. We even had people baptized in the Holy Ghost. Oh, that Come was on, so somebody. fun. Sean is so gifted at this. I always tell him, I'm like, man, he's so anointed at this. And I love it. He just felt a wooing in the room, uh, called out anyone not baptized in the Holy Spirit come up. And because it was mainly leaders that were in the room, you would think, oh, majority of them. But I would say we had like 25 
or so uh, that responded. And to my knowledge, um, all of them received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it was just so powerful and exciting to watch them get that for the first time. You could see like the joy and the excitement and they were just wrecked. I mean, they were just like weeping before God because I think it's that thing that just connects you with the father's heart in such a different space. Um, so it was just, it was really cool. You did so well doing that. Just you led those altars beautifully. Really time of encounter. Also, Keeper 100 Tribe, we just want to let you know that May 12th, we're going to have a momentum night in Oakland, California. Yes. 4292 Keller Avenue in Oakland, California. These nights, we're just inviting the hungry to join us to alter history. And last time we did it, we had over 400 people. It was capacity and there were deliverances. There were people that got uh, healed. There were salvations. Uh, people lingered. I mean, lingered. I yeah. mean, lingered. And so <laughs> yeah. we're believing that this is going to be super powerful. So mark it down, get out there, join us May 12th, Friday night, seven o'clock. It is a incredible opportunity to bring folks, get help us get the word out again, Momentum Night, May 12th. That's right. It's a free event. You don't have to register. Just show up. It's on our website. It's on our social media. Get there in the room because Sean and I always say there's something about when you get in the room, God encounters in a special way. And I'm preaching that night. Yes. So I'm going to go for it. And I got the word of the Lord. So get in the room, May 12th. All right, let's dive in. We are talking about some creativity with Jesus. You know, let's begin when we talk about kingdom creatives. And I really believe that the kingdom creatives are coming forth and they've been coming forth for a while. And I think that this really ties into the fact of Joel 2. God says, you are part of spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. When the spirit of God is poured out, obviously the prophetic begins to happen. But I think we think of simply the prophetic maybe as us speaking something forth or us maybe having a dream or vision, but there are other expressions that we're seeing coming forth in this hour. Let me just take a moment to define what we mean by kingdom creativity. Kingdom creativity is the process by which the nature of God flows through a vessel in conjunction to the unique design, and it displays and demonstrates a beauty, a joy, a pleasure. It carries with it revelation. It often releases this beauty, but this refreshment, and ultimately is for the purpose of demonstrating his glory. We know that God is not a once upon a time creator, that God has continually created since Genesis, and I think it's just so important that we understand that. You know, I always kind of laugh because I, being a person that is creative, I'm really excited about this topic, but I always kind of laughed when people are like, oh, I'm not creative. And I'm like, well, God's creative. And if you and I are created in his image, therefore there is some creativity in you in some way, shape or That's form, good. right? Because if we're made in his image, then there's aspects of God within us. So there is not a void of creativity in you. It might look different. It might be more dominant in some people, but there's creativity in all of us. And so if God's the source of our creativity, then we have to really understand that our ultimate creativity has to be rooted and grounded in him. And that's really where our search for creativity begins. Begins, that's really where it evolves in our life is really discovering the fullness of God's expression in us and through us. I think when we understand how creative God actually is, how creative God's personality actually is, it helps us think outside the box and actually connect with God in not ways that are so connected to the way we think as humans. We serve a God who is outside of our realm. And so there's a creativity in everything that God does. And so when we understand that 
that he is not within our boxes or our limitations. It helps you understand that he's going to come at you in different ways. I think that really helps us understand and connect with God at a deeper place because he really is so creative. Oh my gosh, you read the word of God and it's like mind boggling just how creative God is. So when you begin to grasp that you really are a unique person, that's the creation of a unique God, then you really begin to walk in a greater creativity in all aspects of your life because you're like, whoa, God is incredibly creative and he created me to actually create with him. Then all of a sudden you realize, wait, I am creative because that's actually what I was created to do, create with God. I think I'm exhibit A, exactly what you're talking about, because I would have never considered myself artistic in any way, or as we would define today, a creative. I wasn't good at drawing as a kid. I wasn't good at art and painting. I grew up in a different era where there wasn't as much of a pro-health, anti-smoke, or secondhand inhalation uh, stuff that was out there. So whatever I made in art class always turned into an ashtray because you couldn't go wrong. So I was the art kid that just was not great at art. So I really believed I was non-creative until I got saved and began to recognize my creativity is with words and although... I didn't do well in English throughout school. Wouldn't it be God to take something that you were weak at and turn it around? When we talk about Kingdom Creatives, gang, there are biblical examples of this. And if you go into the Old Testament in Exodus 31, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I've chosen Bezalel of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. This is key. He's filled with the Spirit of God and skill. And it says, With ability and knowledge in all kind of crafts to make artistic designs for the work in gold, silver, bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in stones, and to engage in all kinds of craftsmen. So we have this guy in the Bible, a craftsman. He's anointed. He's a kingdom, pre-kingdom, in terms of the kingdom of God came through Jesus, but he's a pre-kingdom creative. And I love the fact that this dude is basically an artisan and anointed to do so. You know, I love that because when we begin to really think about what is creativity and we're seeing biblical examples, and I remember reading that in my 20s because I was in the fashion industry post-college and I minored in art in my university and I'm a natural creative. Like I love to design. I love beauty. Literally, I received a prophetic word from Sean Bowles in my 30s now, but it was probably one of my favorite prophetic words over my life that I'd ever received. He says, you have the gift of beauty, that you bring beauty wherever you go. And I just love that because it's literally how I connect with God. You know this about me, baby, of course. Anyone that's close to me knows. And so I think when we understand that it's actually in the word of God that we're the craftsmanship of God, right? And I just think we're all doing that, but in very different ways. But I think it's all this expression of who God is, because when you look and think about creativity, we go to the obvious, right? We think, oh, art, of course, poetry, um, music, and but really there's creativity in business, how people design business, how people are super innovative in technology and engineering or maybe IT. And in the medical world, think about how many incredible medical inventions or innovations that have been created. And we know personally multiple testimonies of people that love Jesus and they're in the medical community and God's given them a download and cures have been discovered, right? There's Mm -hmm. been like the creativity of God. And of course we see this in like entrepreneurs and people that begin with dreams and projects and they build a business.
business. There's a creativity in all of which we do. And we have to understand that God's constantly giving us access to innovation, creativity, new designs, new approaches. And I think when we understand that we're actually have an invitation through God to live in a creative realm, that it's actually a realm in which I think we can access every single day of our lives. We have to understand that we were created to create because we serve the creator. Our master, our savior, our refuge is the creator of the world, right? And so no matter what mountain of culture, because there's multiple spheres of influence of culture, God has deposited within you some sort of creativity in you to enable you to really deposit into that sphere of influence, to deposit in that sphere of society. And I really believe that every single one of us have untapped creativity that we have to activate. And I think there's an untapped thing that we really want people to access, even by listening to this podcast today, to really begin to take inventory in their own life of like, what in me actually is creatively connecting with God? Not just like linear thinking, but actually like connecting with God on a much great, greater, grander scale. You know, that's such a great point. I was thinking about George Washington Carver. He was an African-American. Uh, he was a professor at T- Tuskegee Institute back in the day. And he, I think he spanned like 1800s to the mid 1900s. This guy was so creative. He literally got all these different ideas in terms of what to do with a peanut. Like I'm forgetting, but there was like dozens upon dozens upon dozens of inventions. And the guy was a scientist. He was an environmentalist, but there's no doubt the creativity in that guy may not have ever showed up on a canvas, but it showed up in the area of environmentalism. So to your point, there's creativity in all different areas. I think when we talk about that creativity, by its very nature, it bypasses mental logistics. And I think that's why left brain logical people typically score less. Now, now, when I say this, I'm excluding the God factor. Like you put God in the equation, the most left brain logistic person could be the most creative person. But typically, left brain people aren't considered the artistic people. It's right brain people. It's because I think creativity bypasses that mental logistics And it really, I think it's more of a spiritual aspect of what God has created within us. And I think art is like the prophetic. It goes straight to the heart, spirit to spirit. For instance, every time you create a piece of art, uh, someone produces something, someone designs something, someone communicates in a way, it could be down to poetry, it could be book writing, it could be movie producing, it could be art, it could be music, entertainment, whatever it is. If you love the Lord, you're releasing the kingdom in a creative way. And in that, what happens is you allow the Father to flow through you with the Holy Spirit. How often have we been in a movie theater? For instance, recently, the movie Jesus Revolutionaries and they were put forth by Christians, I found myself weeping. It's because all the creativity in the movie really was a vehicle for God to allow an expression through it. And I believe through this art, through this creativity, people get an opportunity to prophesy. And that's why people listening, it's so important that you discover your aspect that God is breathing on for you to create something. Because God, as Krista said earlier, you've been created to be a creative. And as you're able to release that, God is able to use 
use that to release his light, his love to other people. And your creative voice, I think like for many of you, maybe your aspect of creativity is your testimony, is your voice. It's how you speak to people. It has the capacity to transmit and communicate the light and life of God. We know that. Creativity is designed by God to go straight to hearts, spirit to spirit, and God wants to use his children in kingdom creativity. We've certainly seen the opposite of that. We've seen where people who were operating under a demonic spirit go to the arts and create something that you feel defiled when you see it. You feel like something's wrong. I've seen some of this art and I go, oh my God, there's chaos in that art. I don't feel peace in that art. And so we know that this can be a spiritual communication. You know, I think all the creatives, when I make this next statement, they'll all go, yes and amen. <laughs> you know, creatives process the world different than other people. Yeah, and I certainly yeah. know that's true. You know, I, I live that, you know, um, creatives, we see, we see other things that other people don't see and we hear sounds and we recognize things and we, you know, we notice the nuances that other people pass by and, and we recognize um, kind of the little things we're just paying attention to those little like God moments in the midst of like a day that other people will simply pass over. What I love about creatives is it helps other people slow down and stop and have those encounters with God. Like I remember, cause I minored in art in my university. Uh, there were many nights that I had projects that were due, you know? And so me and some other creatives, we were always in the painting studio and I loved it because I would put on like worship music and I always found myself connecting with God. And then I remember watching chariots of fire with my dad and this man was, is movie about a runner. And it kind of put to verb it, it verbalized something that I hadn't necessarily consciously articulated, but it was like the guy that was the lead of Chariots of Fire. It's based off a true story. Eric Lytle. Yeah. He said that he could, he felt like he connected with God when he ran. And I remember like when that statement was made, I thought, I feel like I connect with God when I create beauty. Like, I feel like I connect with God when when I make something from scratch and I make something that isn't existing, uh, there's a part of myself that connects with God because he created, he created, a, so he's created so much from nothing into something. And there's that partnership in the creative process. That's really incredible. Uh, but I've just noticed like, for me, that's just such a that's just such a powerful place when I understand that there's an attribute of God that we can tap into through creativity. All the more it, want, it makes me want to make sure I'm really guarding that space of creativity because it really is a place of connection. That's so good. And that leads us, speaking of a creative, that leads us into our special guest. Mark Afshar is an incredibly gifted and creative young man of God. And he's married and he's got three kids. Uh, he's particularly dear to us. I actually got a chance to officiate his wedding ceremony. He is the campus director of Chi Alpha at my alma mater, the University of Pacific. He does a lot of chapel service for various sports teams across the Bay Area and Sacramento area. Uh, he's in demand, as I guess you would call a videography person or videographer. He's incredible. He's got uh, Mark Stevie visuals. He, he creates some of the freshest reels. The guy's an incredible, I mean, an incredible Christian rapper who has gone on tour and has written some of the most clever bars I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. But probably maybe one of the best ways I could introduce Mark is that everything I've seen him do, I've seen a creative expression where he's out of the box. I love this guy. So jump in this interview with us with Mark Afshar. Keep it 100 Tribe. Oh my goodness. I get a chance to have one of my favorite people on the planet on Keep It 100. Uh, he is a a mighty man of God. He does so many things.
things. Uh, he's a spiritual son to me. But when we're thinking about this podcast of kingdom creativity, I couldn't think of a better guy to bring on the pod. And so I want you guys to just give a warm Keep 100 tribe welcome to Mark Avshar. What's up, Mark? What's up? What's up, Sean? Good to be on here with you. Love you, man. Keep it 100. If you recognize the voice, you might recognize the voice. Hey, that's right, everybody. In case you don't know, Mark's on every podcast. Mark literally is the one that does our intro. He put together the music. So anything you hear musically on the podcast, our intro and outro. Speaking of creatives, this mighty man of God has done that. Uh, the guy is has his hands in many different things, but we're going to just jump right in this, Mark, because I think this is so amazing. First of all, I was thinking about Kingdom Creativity, man. And uh, this dude, they named the Hubble Telescope after him. Uh, he came up with the Hubble Law, but basically people have improved on it. What they found out is God is not a once upon a time creator. And and I, man, some, some people listen to you need to let that just set for a minute. He's not a once upon a time creator. They say the universe right now is ever expanding, which means the creator is still creating at the end of the day. They said, not only are we moving through space, we know that solar systems and stuff, they rotate, but they've proven that not only are we moving through space, we're moving in space. And here is their conclusion that the universe is expanding expanding to eternity. That's the words of scientists. It's crazy. So I was just thinking this whole thing of creativity and I thought, man, we got to do justice to this. So let's jump in this. Mark, let's let's begin here, man. Tell me, man, coming up and everything, how did Jesus make heaven real to you? Man, um, you know, I grew up in the Bay Area, um, family background, kind of Catholic, something like that. Got water baptized as a baby, you know, that type of stuff. And, you know, would see the priests, you know, close the curtains when they had to go perform their duty on our behalf. So that was kind of my grid for <laughs> Jesus. So heaven wasn't real at that point. Just, you know, the priestly duties were, you know, that's all I knew. But um, I, I went, long story short, I got accepted into a college um, in, uh, in Northern California, UC Davis and uh, didn't know the Lord, uh, but I ran into, I was intercepted by these Christian Jesus-loving college students, which I never knew existed on a collegiate campus. You know, in my mind, I'm like, all right, where the frat party's at? Let's get lit. Let's turn up. You know why I'm here. You know, no no parents in the house. Um, but uh, they so loved on me and introduced me to, to Jesus. And I would attend their, long story short, I would attend their meetings, their worship services. They would have some fun events too. That's kind of what pulled me in. And, uh, and, and man, I just started experiencing Jesus, like as if he walked into the room during these meetings, I would feel his presence. I would sense him. I would know that, wow, like Jesus is real. Heaven is real. I mean, I'm here experiencing it right now. I want to give my life this. Like, I don't care about my biology class anymore. I did. I graduated everybody, but like still, like Jesus became real to not like every other concern kind of just sifted away. And so, uh, man, yes. That is so awesome. Now, when you say Mark, you felt his presence. He made himself real to you. Was it just like you felt like this, this altogether otherness? Did you see some specific miracles and some moves of God? Did you experience maybe some sort of physical touch on your body that you felt from the Lord? Kind of break that down a little bit for us. Man, can I say all of the above? I mean, really, it was an accumulation, but I, I think the the, the um, kind of like the main like moment that I had with the Lord was, you know, I guess my whole life prior to that moment where, you know, Jesus became real to me in my, my eyes and heart was, my heart was always searching for something and it was never at rest until the moment that Jesus, I was introduced to Jesus, you know, in his presence. I truly felt at rest. You know, my heart was no longer needed to search for, you know, whatever affirmation 
mentioned accolades, success, a college degree, money, you know, whatever it may be, it was finally, it finally connected, you know? And so that was it for me, you know, ever since then, I just have had that piece of my heart and shout out to Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Um, but, you know, I, I'd along, along with that path, that journey and that experience was also, um, I was at a service early on, like I had recently gave my life to Jesus. I went to like a week long, like service retreat camp where you go and kind of yeah. donate your time and help out build some of the church. Well, anyways, here comes this guest speaker at the end of the week. And, you know, the whole week we were being fed and, you know, they took care of us and I couldn't eat the morning breakfast that I was serving us because it was cereal and, and I was just like lactose intolerant at the time. And oh. so every, you know, like, and so like, you know, everybody was just kind of giving me a hard time. Oh, like, I guess you're fasting breakfast or whatever. And I was like, all right, ah, whatever. Here comes this guest speaker. And at the end of his service, I mean, just a fire service, he's preaching fire. I'm like, this is incredible. He says, someone in the room has a food allergy and, you know, you're whatever, lactose intolerant, allergy, you know, whatever. And everybody just looks back at me as if I'm that person because I was that person. But anyway, <laughs> I stand up. I say, yeah, that's me. I get healed. I'm eating ice cream ever since. Like salt and oh. straws might like, I mean, I know we don't have like a brand shout out like to them. Like, I, you know, like we're not getting money from this, but like salt and straws. <laughs> it's my go-to, Sean. It's the best ice cream in Northern California. So anyways, man, I mean, just stuff like that, like God would introduce himself like to me in just new ways and like affirm his love for me if something simple as that. And, uh, you know, got to see just some awesome miracles, some healings on the college campus. Um, got to see students' lives transform where maybe they walked away from the Lord, came to college and walked away from the Lord and then just see their hearts come back to Jesus. Water baptizing college students in a recreation pool on the college campus. I mean, seeing a whole fraternity infiltrated because the frat president got saved. He we water baptized them. All his brothers were high, smelled like weed, but heaven came down, man. Ain't nothing like the aroma of Christ, Sean. You know what time it is. Hey, hey, come on, bro. You know, and, and I think one of the things that so our, our listeners need to understand is that you had such an immediate hunger. You reached out to me and uh, we connected. Uh, I couldn't even tell you how many years ago that's been. It's been a minute. I think it was like 2013. It might be, t I think it's 10 years because that service that I was talking about, it's like that was Sean Smith Ministries, if you guys didn't know. You know? <laughs> but uh, that, I would believe that was 10 years ago. Wow. And you um, reached out to me and just, uh, I think you you came came to a meeting. We connected. Uh, we talked a little bit. I immediately sensed that level of hunger on you. Immediately sensed the touch of God on your life and, and been able to see God do some some phenomenal things. You you know, Mark, one of the things is, is you were sharing just about receiving a miracle. I was thinking about what is it going to take to reach and impact the generation. Yes, 30 and under, but just people breathing air on earth. And we can't be handing out old stale traditions. If we serve a God that is ever, we've established, he's still creating, he's still innovating. And, you know, I think about Joel 2 when he says, God will pour his spirit on all flesh, sons and daughters of prophesy, all men dream dreams, young men see visions. I think we think that the God point out a spirit on all flesh means everyone's going to jump in the pulpit and preach. But I think what we've missed is that when he part is spirit on all flesh, number one, obviously it's going to hit the streets, but I think it's going to look different. I think his spirit pouring all flesh is going to raise the level of creativity. We're establishing God as a creative God. And so we're going to see create uh, creativity. And I think that's why we have so many of the emerging generation into arts, into dance, appreciative of the aesthetics of things. Like you're going to read 
reach the emerging generation. You can't have some old, dead, tired looking religious building. You need to, you need to give some thought in putting together aesthetics because there is this creativity. At what point in your come up, Mark, did you begin to discover that there was something that God had wired you towards creativity and being a creative? Cause you're, we'll break this down in a minute and maybe you could share, but you, you are creative in so many different ways. But how, how did that, how did you begin to realize that that was on you? You know, I mean, looking back in retrospect over my life, I mean, I was like four years old in front of my mirror in my room with a fake microphone in my hand, just performing. But I just kind of always felt like I had that in me, you know, just wanted to express myself, even the way like I, you know, I would dress as a kid and um, just kind of out there, but just very expressive, you know, and uh, I appreciated that. Like, I don't know if that was encouraged by my parents or anything like that. Maybe it was, uh, at least they didn't discourage it, you know, so, um, but, uh, I, you know, and even like in high school, like I would make like these music mixtapes and I would sell them and, and just like I would know what was in at the time. Yeah, that was my side hustle, Sean, in, in high school. I was lit. I was like Didn't a DJ, that. but not really a DJ. Yeah. So I would make these mixtapes and, and sell them. Um, even on my high school basketball team, like everybody looked to me to like control the music of like what we came out to. And like just so I, so I always just felt like, you know, I had I didn't know it at the time. I just kind of felt like I had that creative insight that I guess like maybe not a lot of other people, you know, would be thinking about, you know, maybe some of like in the basketball, like they were better at playing the game and they were kind of locking in and they didn't really have that, you know, concept of like, no, I want to feel like I'm coming out cool and swaggy and ready to play. Like, and they didn't know how to channel that. And I felt like I did. And so, um, you know, and then going into college and like joining the campus ministry, which was predominantly like not, I guess, like cool, like the, the students in there weren't cool in the world's eyes or whatever. And so just like, I felt like I got to help bring that factor into the campus ministry and kind of brought some re relevancy to like the campus at large. And we started seeing some influencers come in, some, you know, athletes and stuff like that, which I felt like, you know, God was using me as a bridge. But uh, so, yeah. And then now I'm like, man, people like companies, businesses, brands, colleges are coming to me because they want me to create stuff for them that is, you know, competing in the world that shows them as, you know, the, the way that they want to be shown, but they don't know how to. So they're coming to me to make videos for them. And so, um, so yeah, man, I'm kind of like finally coming into that realization that like God is giving me a gift and really just to go at it with all I can and honor God and man, bring Jesus with me everywhere I go, man. I've been to some big Bay Area, like rap concerts where some big barrier rappers, they're not Christian, but man, I got to lay hands on them, pray for them. Heaven showed up, like just some really cool opportunities as a result of, you know, just the creative gifting. And yeah. And it's so cool. And Mark, you're such a humble guy. Uh, Mark is a Christian rapper, but to be more accurate, he's a preacher who happens to rap Jesus. And so you, first of all, tell us, how did you begin to spit like that? Obviously you said you're in your room and then you begin to make mixtapes, but to our listeners, Mark is travel on tour. Mark has iTunes downloadable. He is probably in my estimation, obviously he's anointed. He lives for Jesus, but your bars, your lines, your lyrics are so clever. I love it. And it lifts up Jesus. And it's like you said, it's something that I recognize. You know, when Paul says I became all things to all men, that in some way I might win some, I see you doing that and doing it uncompromised. So how did the rap thing, first of all, tell us how many downloads have, have you had in this area? And you've, you've had collabs with different Christian rappers. I mean, folks, y'all need to look up Mark Stevie right now, man. It's, it's incredible. Appreciate but tell it. us how, how, what has that been like for you? And how has that been an expression of God's creativity? Kind of tell us about that, bro. No, I, I totally agree with that. It's like, I started doing
run chapels for some of the sports teams on my university as a means to, you know, just connect with, with students and stuff. But I would start every, like, I'd start my introduction with a rap. And and I, and you're right. It totally diffuses, like, oh, this, like, pastor dude is trying to come and talk to me. Like, I'm not trying to hear you. But, like, oh, wait, hold up. He's rapping and it's lit and it's, you know, it gets their attention. And you just kind of, like, just help connect a little bit more. And so, man, it's been amazing. Like, ever since I was in high school, you know, when we would travel on the bus, we somebody would hit the back of the seat to create a beat. And we'd all just take turns freestyling, you know. And that evolved into, um, you know, getting my own equipment in my house, in my room, on my computer, and start recording myself and with my friends, all for fun. And, you know, when we were in high school, we thought we were so lit, and we'd pull up to house parties and perform. And, you know, we try to be like those dudes. And we had a really good, like, it was fun, you know. And we got a little buzz, and um, and then uh, got to college, gave my life to Jesus. And so there was kind of this, like, well, you know, I still love rap. It might not be as encouraged in the space that I'm at, but let me let me bring that, uh, let me bring that flavor in. And so I made a anthem for my local ministry and I got all these like kids that like don't like they probably listen to Taylor Swift or something like that to all rap and make <laughs> this music anthem and like it went crazy and then I did one for the national Chi Alpha <laughs> campus ministry and then I just got all these texts and people like saying like dude we play that song like as the intro when students are coming in that's our pre-service music and then it just dawned on me I'm like wow like I feel like you know rap can really help bring you know be that bridge to these college students and and, and so I started rapping more and I met a really good close friend of mine right now named Mission who is a veteran Christian rapper incredible um, and he kind of took me under his wing and we really did some cool stuff we did some tours um, did some really cool music I almost hit a million streams last year on Spotify which is insane I mean <laughs> like Crazy. honestly guys like that's not my goal but like man I got on a couple playlists that were like Christian rap and, and you know that exposed me to a lot of people that you know Christian people that enjoy Christian rap and um, so man it's a lot of fun like I love it um, I'm grateful for it the tool that it has become and also just the creative expression that I'm able to uh, just kind of express myself and man if I could reach people with that man I love that that's incredible like because I love to do it I love being clever Sean me and you go go back and forth on clever lines you know even communication and like man to be able to express that and be heard and um, impact awesome hey keep it 100 tribe probably have never heard me quote Jimi Hendrix the rocker but he said himself he says music is spiritual he says music is supernatural he says with it you could preach into the subconscious of people. And so I don't know if we recognize just the power of that. I mean, you think obviously Satan, we know him today, was Lucifer, but Lucifer, according to you cross-reference different places, Ezekiel, Isaiah, uh, he was an anointed cherub and there was musical instruments built in the enemy and he still uses music. But I mean, you know, he was created like that to be creative. I think nowadays we see that just emerging. You, I, you, you and I have done outreaches together at universities. And I remember one time we were in, in Texas at one of the largest conferences. Mark currently, obviously he was a part of a Chi Alpha in terms of when he got saved as a student, but he's a director of a Alpha campus ministry now. It's a spirit-filled outreach to secular universities. But we brought you to Texas. You did many concerts each night. I'm telling you, there's some kids and we weren't in like urban center Dallas. We were in another place that looked look, more like Texas Walker Ranger or something, man. And man, they jumped on and started dancing, started going for it. At night, preach, prophesied. We had so many people get saved in those meetings. So many students get baptized in the Holy Ghost. It was so awesome. Mark, how do you access new levels of creativity? Because man, you're, you're a preacher. Uh, you have had incredible and still do 
favor with reaching out to sports teams. You're in Christian rap. Uh, you make videos and your reels. I don't know of anyone better. You know, Instagram, you see reels are, are such a thing. To me, you're the king of reels. Like people need to hire you, reach out to you. I don't know if they'll be able to get time with you. But now even your photography, even your uh, consulting, people are bringing you in, flying you across the country. I mean, how do you tap deeper levels of creativity? I'd be one that I falsely labeled myself non-creative. I didn't think I was very creative, but God made us all creative. And yes, I began to discover, you. you know, I'm not trying to compare myself to someone else's creativity. I need to locate what the all creative God in me has put. How do you tap into new levels of creativity? That's so good. I love that. Um, yeah, I think right now it's like sometimes, well, like I guess the creativity that I've been able to express and put out in the world so far has landing landed, you know, a couple cool gigs, you know, especially like mentioned, like with video work. Um, and it's sometimes it's a challenge because it's like come to a place where like, you're right, like I need to go deeper in my creativity because right now I'm just churning out kind of things that, you know, people enjoy still like, and it's still creative work. Uh, but it, lately I've been searching for that. Like, yeah, how do I go? How do I go deeper? And so what I've, what I've really been trying to tap into and think about lately is um, like, I don't think it's so much the result of the creative, like what you're creating. It's more so the state that the creator, lowercase, is in at the moment, uh. you know, when he when they begin to create. And so I feel like, man, like when I'm more at peace wow. you know, with the Holy Spirit, like, I mean, you're always at peace, you know, with God, but like, you know, if you like, you have it, go do that, you'll be at God. But, uh, but like, if I'm in a better state, like I'm, uh, if I'm being fed more by the Lord, if I'm, you know, my consecration time, my devotion time, like, I just feel like if I'm in like in that better state, then like my creativity is going to be like just worlds apart, you know, as opposed to if I'm busy, busy, busy. And so I just feel like new ideas blossom when I'm like in a more like just like non-busy state, I'm making space for God and, you know, for him to speak to my heart. Um, and, you know, I, man, I, I think it's that. And then, you know, on the practical level, I think it's seeing what other people are doing and be inspired by them. Um, I think it's also putting yourself in situations that you maybe are unfamiliar with or have to have to make something happen. And oftentimes I go into these video shoots with no plan and I just want to like, you don't know how it's going to go. And I think you need to be open to that. And I think that unlocks creativity, the certain, you know, set, sense of spontaneity that you need to be okay with and comfortable with to achieve greater results of creativity levels. Um, because like you just can't, with creativity, like, you know, Sean, you've mentioned it before. It's like, it's not a science. It's a, it's an art, you know, it's a dance and there's no formula to this because you're right. You're, how could you judge your creativity based upon somebody else's creativity? And it doesn't work like that, you know? And so, um, man, I think just keep opening yourself to, you know, new methods or try new, you know, talk about video, new angles, or, you know, why don't you, instead of capturing the action of the game, what about people's reactions to what's occurring? You know? Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, I think it's a, it's all of that, you know, you know, you did a real for me one time we were in, uh, we were in Texas, but in a different place, you do this cool thing. You had me walking into the plane and then all of a sudden you went out of the portal of one of the windows of the, of the plane. I've never seen anyone else do that. And I, I thought, wow, that is super creative. I mean, you're not only spitting rhymes over here and then getting words of knowledge and creative thoughts to evangelize people that, you know, don't have a propensity towards the gospel per se, but then it's even coming out here. And the more I'm thinking about it, I think I'm arriving at something. I think in the same way that you prepare yourself and grow in 
prophecy because the more I'm thinking about it, I think, okay, why is this emerging generation? There's such a higher level of creatives. There's such a draw to the aesthetics of things. And I think it's twofold. I think one, we, we touched upon it. I think God is pouring out the spirit of creativity, to be honest. You know, even in the Bible, there was these uh, artisans uh, that were in the temple. The spirit of God came on them and, and they began to, to work as in, obviously in an art, in a craft. But I think the other thing too is, you know, Mike Bickle talked about the seven longings of the human heart. And one of them is a, a longing to be fascinated. And I think wow. in this generation, there's a longing to be fascinated. And when you, you look at God, you look at the sky, you look at the sunrise, you look at the birth of a baby. You recently, not too long ago, you had a beautiful baby girl, your third child. Those things bring an awe that I think in a world where a generation has come up with so many things that are crisis, toxic, traumatic. I think there is even a greater desire for that beauty of the Lord to be seen and it's seen through creativity. And I just so love the way you do it. So anyway, back to this thought, you know, you were saying you get around creativity, you get still. I think that's the way you grew on the prophetic, right? Saul, King Saul in the Old Testament got around the prophets. He began to prophesy. So there's association, you know, that uh, Elijah said, bring me a, a, a musician and he began to play and he got still, he began to prophesy. So I think there's so much to it in that area. You work with university students and I just want you to, to speak to that to me. What are some of the things you're seeing about this current generation of university students and what, what is what has been your journey from the time that you were a student and kind of what you saw from a university ministry perspective and now that you're directing a, a campus ministry yourself? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great, great question. Um, I'd say, you know, I think when I was coming up, you know, like in college ministry and just being a student myself, I think a lot of it was, you know, being inspired by the front, you know, who, whoever was at the front preaching, you know, man, let's lead, you know, a Bible study, you know, that was like very attractive to me during that time. And I think, you know, I don't, I don't know, like the college students that I'm, you know, encountering on a daily basis, you know, are, they're more inspired by like, man, the works of the Lord, you know, like, and not to say like, you know, preaching isn't like, I think that's fundamental, obviously still, you know, we do that on our campus, but like, um, you know, man, like they want to be activated <laughs> into something. They, like, I got this one kid who like goes to a Baptist church and I've been discipling them. And he's like, I have no idea how to reach, you know, these students that I'm befriending that are of other faith walks. And, you know, he's like, man, what knowledge can I share with them that might convince them that this is the truth? Because I'm having a hard time, like, talking to them about it. And and so now it opened up this whole idea of, like, you know, he, you know, he wants to start walking in the supernatural and he wants to begin to engage in the prophetic because, you know, countless, um, you know, time, man, with countless testimonies of walking up to a college student on campus and just reading their mail, you know, just asking God, what do you have this person and you know man god's speaking you know god wants to speak to these people um and so you know i i'd say it, it's gone from you know maybe like a front-based ministry to a more like action-based you know hunger from students that like they want to learn absorb information but they also want to be used of god you know and so like let's get out there you know and, and they have such an affinity for that like they are craving for that opportunity like and so but they value both like you know so i think it's great i think it's i think it's blazing new trails you know for this next generation of Christ christians that are just on fire and want to partner with the spirit of God and what he's doing in, in the earth. And so, uh, man, I, I'd say that is the biggest thing. No? Hey, that's so good, man. What do you feel is the biggest challenge you see is ministering to university students right now in this year, in this season, this post-COVID years now? Uh, what, what do you see is the biggest challenge you face or the biggest challenge they face? Yeah, I think right now, I think a lot of, um, you know, like good ideas are sometimes um, like kind of merged in to the idea of truth nowadays, you know, like, Ooh. yeah, I, I, 
like, uh, you know, all these, you know, like on my campus particularly, they try to merge in all the kind of faith groups as, you know, let's try to be one, you know, and, um, you know, just different buzzword ideas that are like positive in the world today, which are great. I mean, nothing against it, you know, but I think, you know, like, especially talking with my students, like they're like, ah, I mean, that, those are all great ideas, but I know that Jesus is the way, the truth and the, you know, life. And so like, how do we, you know, continue to demonstrate that that is the one true king, you know, that is the one true reality. He is the truth, you know? And, uh, and so I see like, sometimes my, my you know, as I mentioned with that, you know, kid, I'm discipling him. Sometimes they struggle with, you know, how do I navigate this absolute truth in a, you know, where all these other, you know, good ideas are, are, are at the forefront of my university spewed on, you know? Um, so I, you know, I said, I think that's a challenge twofold for, for us as campus ministers and also the students kind of to navigate. Man, what has it been for you so far that's been like the most enjoyable outlet of creativity that you've experienced? Obviously, preaching the gospel and leading people to Christ. So that aside, what has been, because you, you're in so many different things, I'm wondering, what is is the most life-giving? What's the most exciting for you and why? Man, I mean, it's it, I, I'll say filming Sean Smith is a close second, but, but being up close and personal with Steph Curry, man, I mean. Come on. Being able to film him on on. on multiple accounts like just he's such a cool dude by the way he's just you know just, he's a regular guy man he's incredible he's about to win his fifth championship ring like let's be honest guys. amen but um but uh you know I, I think just being around like some really high level people like and be able to just capture for them like i mean it's just inspiring me. i was at the warriors game and got to got to film some of their game at the chase center and i was like in tears you know as i was shooting because how cool is this you know like right i, I mean security guards made a way for me to be on the floor so i can get better footage because they didn't want me to be a couple rows back which i was just trying to be courteous and not be too close but you know it, it just how cool you know people that i you know that the world the world looks up to as you know the people that are you know world leading icons man and just you know getting to serve them i think it's been incredible so yeah don't get it twisted sean, sean smith documenting <laughs> sean smith is a very close second you're, to Steph Curry. you're awesome you've you've made some of the most amazing uh if anyone follows our instagram or our stuff when we've done special events or anything mark is the guy that we go to that does it to think that dude is married got three kids uh, is directing the campus ministry entrepreneur because of the creativity of filming and hopefully you're not hanging up the mic you got to give us at least another rap once uh, one drop i need a sean one, smith uh collab man on the on a rap song that's the only way i'll drop another song i think i told the, uh, our listeners on an earlier podcast back in the day i used to be a rapper and a dj and and the interesting thing is there were no christian rappers that i was aware of i never at that time i didn't hear many but i used to do raps back in the day i pledged a fraternity so we would march in fact we came to davis for black family day and we marched and we came in third we got shafted but there were a lot of different fraternity but what made ours innovative and it was funny it got it got a little bit of clap back is that we're doing our march right our whole thing and i wrote up a rap for all of our guys so our entire line and it was personal it was, it was telling who their name was but there was rap, but you know, I wasn't saving the time. It was a, I, I would include a diss on a particular fraternity. So there was one fraternity they always bragged they were the first. So my line was, you're the first that begun, but you're still not number one. You're fourth on the list. Why do you persist? You have no reason to exist like cookies by the batch. I record that is scratch. And I mentioned the name of fraternity. You are no match. You know, but I didn't be where, oh, but then the judges said, well, this is supposed to be a stomp contest. 
But now the crazy part about it is a lot of these shows are there in Atlanta. They'll march and they'll do some rap and stuff. And so it's, it's funny, but. I got saved and then I would share my testimony and I was reaching out to youth and so my campus pastor said, hey, you know, why share your testimony, but, you know, give the kids something you think would bring them in. And the only thing I thought of was, hey, I used to rap. So I wrote some Christian raps, nowhere near like you, but I remember people would nah, record it on cassette go. and Mark, hey man, what would you, this is going so good. I just got to throw one more question, man, because it's so awesome. You're a young man, but what would you tell your 20-year-old self if you could go back, do one of them Ant-Man and Quantumania things or whatever, and you could go back and tell your uh, 20-year-old self, what advice? I know it's probably 101 things, but what do you, if you had to Uh, say one thing, what would you tell yourself? Man, trust your, there's a popular phrase out there. Well, I don't know how popular it is, but I say like, trust your dopest. And I think at the time, like I would kind of second guess myself. I was unsure about myself. Maybe that's part of adolescence, but like, man, if you have something that you're just like passionate about, like be proud of it and put it out there. Like, even if it's different than, you know, what other people are doing at the time, like go and do that. Like what God puts on your heart, like be proud of that. And I think oftentimes in my twenties, I was a little insecure about, you know, not that what people would think, but just like what I would see, especially like in the church, you know, like, Oh, maybe, maybe I'm like too, I got to turn down my, my swag a little bit, you know? Um, but like, nah, like you shouldn't, you know, like completely be yourself and, and, and God himself. I would say, man, encourage that. If you got to gift and go crazy and lead don't be afraid to like be a leader in the world amongst the world you know i think us christians need to be the most influential most impactful creatives to lead the world come on bro hey we we are to be light in the world and the bible is pretty clear uh if you hide light it ceases to reach the purpose of its functionality light is meant to shine light is meant for darkness light the beam even though they don't do that in sacramento anymore i'm sorry sacramento we love you but yeah we'll (laughs) like Come on, bro. That's right. So tell us, man, how can we stay in contact with you? How can we support what you're doing? Yeah, first of all, you have to go through my manager. It's Chris Smith at SeanChrisSmith.com. So that means you that But uh, nah, you can hit me up on my Instagram, Stevie Visuals. That's kind of like my main um, account. And then a Mark Stevie account if, you know, it's got my old music and stuff like that. But uh, man, you can connect with me on social media, um, Instagram, and whatever you need. Like, I really love helping people, love helping Sean, like, get out there, um, you know, just, just to help. I want to serve. Like, uh, that's like my main focus in my creativity. So, yeah. Come on, man. That is so awesome. You got anybody got any students at the University of Pacific? You need to be looking for Mark Afshar. He's out there and you do some amazing chapels as well with sports. I love all the things that you're doing. Hey, bro, we love you. We love Nat. We love, love you, Natalie. That was who that is. That's his wife. We love the kids, man. Give her a love. Thanks so much for taking time to pull up to Keep It 100, Absolutely. man. Blessing son, man. Sure appreciate it. Love you, man. Love you, Pops. You're the man. All right, bro. Oh, I love Mark. I love who he is. And like, I just love his heart. Like he's just, he's a legit creative, you know? So I just love him sharing his heart, his process, who he is and just how he connects with God through that. I just think it's so awesome. We're going to revive just for this episode of Keeping 100 Takeaway because we really feel like this could be something that could help you. So Kristen, I just want to give you two keys to creativity on following the interview that we just had with Mark. And the first thing is you need to sanctify your imagination. And when you sanctify it, what I mean by that is 
to set it apart to the Lord and build it up. Why? Imagination is really the first step in creativity because I believe the imagining is where the creative process begins. When the Bible speaks of imagination, God, the word their heart is translated imagination. So when we're talking about imagination, we're talking about that place in your heart where God meets with you. And that imagination of that heart has the capacity to interact with the Holy Spirit. And it's then that we process it and whatever the inspiration is, the experiences are, the understanding, we begin to allow that to become some sort of manifestation of art and it creates something. But creatives are people that have set their imagination. We're talking about kingdom creatives. They've sanctified their imagination. And I think that there are some practical ways to do it. I think one of the big things is praying in the spirit. I, I think another thing, ask God to give you pictures and ideas, meditate on his word. Uh, and I think one of the things you have to know who you are in Christ, acknowledge and worship God as creator and acknowledge the Holy Spirit, spend time in worship and just spend time in his presence. And as you do these things, you'll sanctify your imagination because before you ever create something with your hands, it's because God first began to create something in your heart. The second key to creativity is cultivating hearing God's voice within you. You know, for creative people and really for people in general to really tap into the creative aspect of who they are in God, connection really is the secret ingredient for creativity. Yeah. Participate in activities, you know, that really bring life into you. You mm-hmm. know, whether it's a walk in nature, taking that time to journal, to worship on your own, to to write the spoken word, to play with the, you know, the illustration, to, you know, just act, express or paint or art or do the poetry or the pottery or whatnot, or the design, you know, the graphic design or whatever it may be, you know, be, really begin to play around with that uh, because it's fun when you be, just begin to access the creativity within you of what it unlocks within you. Because as you give yourself mental and emotional space to really breathe and connect with God, it's amazing the ideas, the innovation, the pictures, the the concepts that you'll begin to just form naturally. And you'll find yourself more creatively connecting with God because you've actually had space to actually create. I notice like I'll be in really busy seasons and I'll just notice that my creativity has dwindled quite a bit because when you're really tired or you're running really hard, hard for a period of time, uh, your creativity will will kind of take a back burner. But as soon as you get a little bit of rest, get a little bit of that down day, get some, you know, kind of breath around you, some space around you, all of a sudden, boom, that creativity just pops up. And all of a sudden, I find myself wanting to work on something creative or bring beauty or, you know, kind of fix that wall or decorate that room that I've been wanting to. And all of a sudden, I'll pour myself into something creative and I really feel energized. Um, Because sometimes re- being re-energized from a season of tiredness isn't about doing nothing. It's actually about doing something that fills you up, that connects you with God, right? And so I think for creativity, a lot of people having that what is viewed as slowing down is actually giving space to connect with God. So to me, really that secret ingredient for creativity is space and connection. You know, just lastly, I think we understand that, you know, the Holy Spirit, it's not just imagining what could be, it's imagining followed by stepping out in the context of our creative expression, Mm -hmm. us seeing what Holy Spirit gives us, agreeing with that, and then 
and seeing what God is showing, sensing what he's doing, feeling that he's moving, hearing what he's saying, and then really giving it our yes, partnering with it and seeing what comes out of it. It's this beautiful expression of this co-laboring partnership and creatively expressing through ourselves. And so I think for me, I've really learned that connection, but also uh, at times quietness and kind of slowing down and like disengaging and disconnecting from the busy world. When I give my brain, my heart, my spirit, my body space to just kind of be, all of a sudden that creativity surfaces again. So it's been one of the best ways to either tap in for the first time for those that are like, I'm not creative, or for those that are like, I'm creative, but I haven't been creative in a while, slow down, disconnect, and really engage with God and allow your imagination, your mind to connect with Holy Spirit, see what happens, and then begin to follow that leading how Holy Spirit connects with you. That is so true. You know, as we just kind of sum this up, I think it's so important that God put you here on the planet to be a reflection of who he is. He is a creative God and that you need to take time. We need to take time to find out what are the things we're meant to create because whatever it is you're meant to create on the other end of that, that will either be an inspiration to someone or a solution to something. So you need to take the time to find out, God, what have you created me to create? Because we are in his image and you will create something. I will create something, but we want to create that God thing. And we're creating that God thing we were purposed beforehand. The Bible says that we are the workmanship of God prepared beforehand for good works. The word uh, workmanship is a word poema, which is really where we get the word poem. So the creativity is even found in Ephesians 2 and 10. And so we just want you to know right now that we believe that some of the best creativity is about to be expressed. There's no way that a secular world or a fallen world should outcreate kingdom people. Thanks so much for tuning into the Keep It 100 podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and refer us to your friends. And be sure to click that subscribe button so that you're alerted as soon as new episodes drop. Help us get the word out. Share this link on your social media platforms and check us out at seanandkristasmith.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Sean and Krista Smith Ministries. We would love to hear from you on how this podcast has impacted you. So be sure to show us some love. Hey, Keep 100 Tribe, you do not want to miss our next episode as we're going to be bringing to you some live topics and just fresh conversation around things that we know that God is breathing on in this season. And remember, relief may change your circumstance, but a revelation will change you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Keep It 100 podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram and seanandkristasmith.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Keep it 100.